This grace just keeps rewiring our brain, doesn't it? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So I wanted to take a minute tonight. You know, I was contemplating when, when Greg was talking and teaching about communion. And so, I, you know, we, when you go to 1 Corinthians 13, you know, Paul tells us to eat and drink and do this in remembrance of the Lord. But yet in Mark and in Matthew, in the, the Last Supper sections, the Lord doesn't say, do this in remembrance of me. And I was sort of like, okay, what's that about? Well, he still was there. But Paul gave us the reminder to do this in remembrance of the Lord because he knows you know, that as humans, sometimes we slip into autopilot. And so we lose the focus. And so he tells us when we do a communion to do this in remembrance of the Lord. And I was like thinking about that and I was thinking about I'm going to send you guys a couple of links this week from some recent teachings of Dr. Keithley, but one of what his teachings from last week talked about, you know, obedience is not about fulfilling the command of the law, but obedience is about living out the life of grace. And so communion is about celebrating the life of grace that Christ has given us. It's a celebration. It's not a negative time. And I just wanted to read out of a footnote out of, it's kind of lengthy, but it's a footnote out of the mirror for Titus chapter 1, verse 2. The verse itself says, This is the life, the ages which was anticipated for generations, the life of our original design announced by the infallible resolve of God before time or space existed. Wow. We're, we were... God was walking this out before time or space existed, um, and he was announcing these things. And then it goes on in verse 3 to say, My message, of meaning Paul's message of grace, announces the completeness of time. God's eternal moment realized the logic of our salvation. Jesus is the completeness of our time. And he's in us, and we're in him. And so the celebration is we are complete right now. And it says here, even in the footnote, but then the day dawned, the most complete culmination of time. Y'all remember the day when it dawned on you? When Jesus became real to you? That aha moment? That's the culmination of his entire work leading up to that point in time. Everything predicted was concluded in Christ. Suddenly, the invisible, eternal word takes on visible form. The incarnation in him and now confirmed in us. The most accurate, tangible display of God's eternal thought finds expression in human life. See, we are celebrating the completeness of his expression in us. I think that's worth celebrating. He did it. It's done. It's finished. And he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's given us love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, and all of those things. 
And Paul is just telling us in 1 Corinthians 13 that when we do it in remembrance, it's an act, it's an actual mental recognition. And as Greg has taught before, it's about reaching into that past and pulling it to the present or reaching into the recesses of our mind and pulling it back to the moment of now. That's what we celebrate. We celebrate Christ in us now. We celebrate Christ as us now. We celebrate Christ, the one true King, now. Now and forever for all. And when we bring it to the conscious awareness, we're declaring that goodness now. Wow. It's a... Jesus did it 2,000 years ago with his immediate disciples, but he's doing it with us now. It's a now for us. He's here in us now, celebrating with us. Just as he broke bread with them, he's breaking it with us. Just as he gave them wine, he's doing it with us because it's an eternal event. So how many of you want to celebrate with Jesus right now? You celebrate life. You celebrate healing. You celebrate joy. You celebrate everything that comes out of the eternal aspect into the now. Yay, God, right? It's not heavy, guys. It's supposed to be joy. It's supposed to be light. Whatever you came weighted in tonight, if it's still got a vestige of hanging on to you, now is the time to say, it's in Jesus. It's already done. So when I leave here tonight, it, it stays behind because it's already been consumed. As you consume the emblem of his body, it consumes everything that weighs on you. Because where are our burdens? On him. And as we drink that wine, it's, you know, wine can have a lifting effect unless you drink too much of it. But I got news for you. You can never drink too much of the holy wine. It always lifts us up. The holy, the holy one of Israel, the King of kings and the Holy Spirit of God give us that new wine. And it's never, ever so intoxicating that we can't appreciate it. Amen? So let's eat and celebrate. All burdens are gone tonight. And, and whatever ounce or so is in your cup, just imagine the immense and enormous amount pouring into you and residing in you through the king. This is a remembrance. We're pulling forward. This does not in and of itself have any magical influence or spiritual influence other than we remember at this moment how filled we are with the true wine. So drink and then celebrate. Woohoo, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are joyful people. Whether you look like it or not, <laughs> you are the joy of the Lord. You bring him joy. And he loves it. And he loves you. So, when we go this week, we're going to be joyful. 
you go to a Super Bowl party tomorrow, they're going to go, you know, if, if, if the team that is losing that they're rooting for, you're going to be so full of joy, they're going to want to kick you out. But you can say, no, it's not the joy over the game, it's the joy over the Lord. Amen? So, Father, we thank you. It is awesome night. It's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to know our God. And it's a good time to go into a deeper revelation day after day after day. Jesus, we thank you for the work of grace. We thank you that you have set us free and we walk in continuous freedom. Thank you for the tree of life in Jesus' name. Amen.